Praise the Lord, I'm Bill McMurdo and this is Lead the Nations and I want to share some thoughts with you today concerning the blessing of Abraham. Some things that God really put in my heart about the nations. You know that nations and multitudes are your destiny and nations are your inheritance as a child of God. That's what I want to look at today. So we're going to look at the blessing of Abraham um, and we're going to see some things there that don't just apply to Abraham who lived thousands of years ago, but that apply arguably more than ever to you today as a child of God, as a Christian, a believer in Christ Jesus, and also as somebody who is um, an Abraham of the seed of Abraham, because the Bible tells us Jesus is the seed of Abraham and we're in him. And if ye be Christ, then ye be Abraham's seed. So these things apply to you and I, today in the 21st century amen so genesis chapter 12 it says now the lord had said unto abram at that point abraham was just abram uh, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that i will show thee and i will make of thee a great nation god said to abram i'll make of you a great nation i'll make a nation out of you and that's what god does god takes one man and he makes a nation out of one man. That principle. And he applied it to Abraham. He applies it to you and I because we're the seed of Abraham. And that's the whole point of this message today. That nations are your inheritance. This is the phrase that God gave me. Progenitor of nations. Progenitor of nations. That's what God made Abraham to be. And that's what he makes you and I to be. He says, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. That blessing was later um, put in this form, that all the nations would be blessed. In Abraham and his seed, in Isaac and Jacob, you know, it, it was a progressive thing, and it progresses all the way to you and I, today. Now, progenitor of nations. Later on, God uh, continued to expand on these words to Ab Abraham. And he said to him, it says here in Genesis chapter 17, when Abram was 90 years old and nine, uh, the Lord Yahweh appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. I like what one preacher said about that, that I heard once. He said that the meaning of that is, uh, walk before me and be metamorphosized into me. In other words, become just like me. Uh, because Jesus says, be ye perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So perfection is still God's standard. And perfection is how it's an attribute of God. He is perfect. And he wants us to emulate him, to be conformed to that, to be cloned as perfect representations and representatives representing him to other people so that when they see you and I, they see him. They see Yahweh in us. They see Jesus in us. That's why the Holy Ghost has been given us to indwell us so that we manifest his reality in physical form. We are physical representations of God the Father and God the Son. And the Holy Ghost is given to us to demonstrate that and manifest that. I mean, that's just a whole other wonderful sermon in itself but uh, it says here 
I'll make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. You see, the whole point about the blessing of Abraham is it's a blessing of multiplication. It's a, it's a billionaire blessing that God multiplies wealth to Abraham and multiplies seed through Abraham. He multiplies Abraham's seed. And that seed is, is physical, but it's also spiritual. So that every time people get born again on this planet, then that means that the seed of Abraham is still expanding outwards. Um, and so because in Christ, you're Abraham's seed. Now, this is what I want us to see. He says here uh, in verse 5, Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. Verse 4 says, Thou shalt be a father of many nations. My covenant is with thee. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. God is saying to Abram, Listen, you need to grow out of, you come out of that limited scope and vision that you have and desire for one son. Because I'm going to make you a father of multitudes, many, 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 many nations. Nations shall come out of thee. Think about that. Nations shall come out of thee. Verse 6, I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Nations and kings coming out of Abram's loins. And that has a spiritual application because a believer in Christ is the seed of Abraham and we are kings and priests. So every time somebody gets born again, there's a new king and a priest added to the roster and added to Abraham's family tree. What I want you to see is that what Abraham was given by covenant promise applies to you. Know, Romans chapter 4, let's just look it up in fact. Uh, I believe it's uh, verse uh, 13. And it says here, it tells us in Romans chapter 4 verse 13, um, that Abraham is actually the heir of the world. It says here, the promise that he should be the heir of the world was, and then it says, was not to Abraham through the law, but, but through, uh, through faith, through the righteousness of faith. In other words, he had the right to it by faith, not by law adherence, because it was, he, he lived before the law. The point being, it tells us that Abraham is the heir of the world. So in this present situation we find ourselves in and, and we see the nations in tumult, we see the nations, you know, the things that are going on in some of the nations right now, the violence, the lawlessness, the wickedness, the turning upside down of tradition, heritage, history. And we think, you know, the nations are, are really um, going to be destroyed. And, and we can see destruction. But let me tell you something, the nations belong to you and I by covenant oath of Almighty God. Abraham's the heir of the world and we are heirs of Abraham. We are joint heirs with Jesus and we are heirs and all these things belong to us. So the nations are ours, the world is ours, the world is made up of nations. I'm going to say this to you, have you ever noticed how much the Bible speaks about nations? Nations are your inheritance. Nations and multitudes are your destiny. So we ought not be saying, let's get our bags packed, ready for uh, getting bailed out of here. We should be saying, hold on a wee second. 
Uh, we need to put our authority and, and stamp down on spiritual wickedness that's uh, coming from high places. And we need to get before God in prayer and do what the Bible tells us to do, which is to enforce the authority of God's word over the nation. Psalm 2, Psalm 149, read the two of them together and understand that, and I keep saying this, and you'll see it cropping up in my message, I do not apologise for the rep repetition, for being repetitive. I don't apologise. If it takes that to get through to people, to understand this book is a manual of governance, giving to the kings and priests of God to lead the nations thereby and to subdue the peoples under us, not in a tyrannical, despotic uh, fashion, but by a rule of benevolence and love and mercy uh, that God brings to us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you know, there is no opposition to God in heaven. So we ought not have opposition to him here enough. And that's what we see all around us. People opposing, kicking against. The nations are pursuing uh, a vain thing. Uh, let's just go there. In fact, I just feel led to do that right now. I, I wasn't going to directly get into Psalm 2, but I just felt in my spirit there we need to. Psalm 2. Yeah, again, this is a verse that I'm always going back to. But again, there are key verses to this that I think God wants us to understand. Uh, so Psalm 2 says, Why do the nations rage, the heathen rage in the King James, it just simply means nations. Why do the nations rage and the people imagine a vain thing or a futile thing? Then it says the reason is the kings of the earth and the rulers are confederate, taking counsel together against Yahweh, against God, and against his anointed. In other words, Antichristos, the Antichrist. That's why everything's going on the way it is right now. That's why we have all these horrible events. Uh, we have the uprising of Marxists, Antifa, all the, the godless people that seek to impose through hijacking anti-racism uh, things, really trying to pretend that they're about justice. But they're not about justice and they're not about equality. They are about a satanic takeover. And we're just not going to allow it, friends. You and I need to be praying. You and I need to be speaking boldly, like in this video, and saying, enough and no more. If you want peace and godliness and justice and righteousness in your nation, you need to be praying for the rulers and the leaders of your nation. And the fact that we're seeing all this all around us proves that we're not praying enough. There's not enough of us praying. We're not praying uh, the way we should. Uh, and again, that's a theme you'll, you'll find in other videos. But I want to stick to this blessing of Abraham because what it means is, is as, as the nations belong to you and I as believers, they don't belong to that other crowd. They don't belong to the devil and his bunch. They belong to you and I. All right. So how are we going to see that manifest? Well, I'm going to give you a clue. And it's not a clue. I'm going to give you the answer, the solution. And it's in Deuteronomy chapter 8. All right. Because here's the thing that you need to understand. First Timothy chapter 12, sorry, chapter 6, tells us the love of money is the root of all evil. Covetousness, greed, the love of money, mammon, 
Babylon. That's the root of all evil. If there's evil, if the tree is producing the fruit, go to the root. And the root is the love of money. So as some prophetic voices are saying, and is, and is evident from scripture, the root of all of these things that are, that's going on right now is really greed. And men want wealth because they want power. Men desire uh, wealth because they want to um, have the power to live life on their own terms. And sadly, also that means the power over other people, the power to dictate, the power to dominate other people. But you know, God's word reverses that because you can live your whole life, as many have, to obtain wealth, to get power. And we think about names like Bill Gates, Soros, George Soros, that people are saying, well, they're using their wealth to bring about a new world order. Now, these are men that made money to get power. But here's what God's word says. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18 says this. And, 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 and this is all about the blessing of Abraham, as we'll see. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Men seek wealth to get power, but God's system is the total 180 degrees round of that, which is God gives power to get wealth. He gives us the power, the clout, the influence before the wealth. Understand that. You don't have to chase money for years to get some kind of power and, and clout around about here. You already have that by just being in Christ. You already have the power to go to the throne of God, to go to the throne of grace and directly speak to God himself, who is above all principality and power. You might not have access to ministers, uh, prime ministers' offices, number 10 Downing Street. You might not have access to the White House. You might not have access to uh, the offices of leaders of state. You've got access to their boss. And so we see that there is authority and power just by being a Christian. And then God says, I give you that power to get wealth. So you already start off at the end point, at the teleos point. You, you have the power already uh, and the wealth follows that. Okay. But why does he do that? Here's why. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says, he gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. What covenant? Nations and kings will come out of you. That covenant. That's the covenant promise, he says. He says, I'm going to make you the heir of the world. Nations will be yours. You'll be the progenitor of nations. Let me just say this to you. If you're in Christ, then you're in Abraham. Galatians chapter 3. You're blessed with faithful Abraham. So if you're blessed, and, and I take the word if out of it, I say when you are blessed, because there's no if to this. Because you're blessed with faithful Abraham, Nations are your inheritance. Kings will come out of you. You will be and are right now a progenitor of nations. Kings and nations are coming out of you. And that can mean physically by your physical offspring. But it can be, and if you're physically descended from Abraham, 
But just the fact that you're in Abraham through Christ. Kings and nations are coming out of you. In other words, you ought to believe that your life and influence and impact on planet Earth means that people that come from your life and ministry will uh, flood the nations and have dominion in the earth and will be kings and rulers and priests and mighty men and women of God in the earth. And that includes your physical children, grandchildren, descendants, but it also includes those who in some way, shape or form come out of your uh, Christian life and ministry, whether it be just giving money to, to ministries, to evangelists and so on, or, or, or people you lead to the Lord. But you're here to create and spread and uh, royal seed. You're here to spread the seed of royalty that you are because you're in Abraham and you're in Christ. Kings are going to come out of you. Nations will come from you. And that's the covenant. And how does God, look what he says. Let's just read the whole verse. Thou shalt, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day, and scholars will tell you, and it's self-evident. The fathers are, of course, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so in order to establish the promise of nations and kings and being the heir of the world, inheriting the planet, inheriting the world, and that's why we, we, you know, we, we don't love the world system. We're not supposed to. But we bring God's love to it because God loved the world. We don't love the world system in its Babylonian form, but we love the world system in the sense of it, it's been redeemed by God's, uh, by the blood of Jesus, bought back, ransomed, redeemed, and of course, transformed by the Holy Ghost and by the preaching of the word and by prayer. So in other words, we love the world as it is from a kingdom point of view, through kingdom transformation and through the influence of salt and light, uh, people in the ecclesia of God transforming it. And of course, the seven mountain is all part of that, the penetration and so on. I just want to be very clear about this, that we see this very very clearly, that God's purpose for the world is our focus. And God's purpose for the world is that we inherit it, that we take it over, that we don't allow uprisings and all the isms and, you know, rogue nations, all that stuff. We don't allow those types of people to take it over. We say in prayer, Father, in Jesus' name, we take authority. And, 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 and we get engaged in spiritual warfare of the right kind. And, and a lot of spiritual warfare is not just the Nintendo, mental Nintendo that we used to get involved with, maybe in our immaturity, but a lot of it is just simply proclaiming his word, releasing into the atmosphere the word of God, preaching, sharing, counselling world leaders, national leaders, that type of thing, and training up the saints to be mature, uh, Sons and daughters. That means that they'll be fathers and mothers themselves and pass on. Point being, it's all based on this Abrahamic blessing that God said, I'm going to take a man, I'm going to partner with him in covenant, and I'm going to give him planet Earth, 
We're going to give him the world and everybody that, that comes uh, through him will be an heir of his. And of course, Jesus is the seed, capital S, of Abraham. Uh, and we're in him. And so we're the seed. And what I want to show you here at this particular point is that it says that the covenant is established, ratified, confirmed by God giving us the power to get wealth. In other words, he takes us to the teleos point and says, I'm giving you more power than George Soros. I'm giving you more power than Bill Gates. I'm actually giving you more power than President Trump and all the leaders of the world because I'm making you the seed of Abraham and I'm saying to you that you can actually, uh, in the, in the, 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 the throne room uh, and, and on earth, exercise authority and dominion through prayer and proclamation and just your very presence as the physical presence and being the physical body of Jesus in the earth, of his flesh and of his bones, just what you say is the game changer. So that when you bless a city, that city is blessed and the, the, the mouth of the wicked is overthrown and the purpose of the wicked is destroyed. And that will apply in cities, it will apply in communities, it will apply in your street, it will apply in, in the whole of earth because you're blessed with faithful Abraham. And if you walk in that dimension, and I haven't brought the key of David into this uh, particular message, but we, we, we've touched on aspects of it. Dominion, dominion on earth, just by being blessed with faithful Abraham. The blessing of Abraham functioning as a, a, a weapon on, and a tool of dominion, functioning in our very existence and as we, we ourselves function. In spiritual authority, exousia, and uh, also allow the Holy Ghost to uh, exercise dunamis power through us. So this planet belongs to us. If you're a believer in Jesus, this planet belongs to you. And if you abdicate that responsibility um, by, you know, well, I want to be raptured out of here. Well, I, 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 I want raptures of glory as we take planet Earth for King Jesus. Because, you know, it's already ours. He just expects us. You know, but let me just put it how, how, how I want to put it to you that you'll understand. If you say it's already ours, why aren't we walking in all this? Well, you know, in a given territory, the territory may uh, belong or have over it uh, authority uh, anywhere, you know. And you say, well, the police are tasked with the authority in that area. And so if there are laws made, the laws have to be obeyed in that area. And the police are there to enforce them. And most of the time, there's no opposition to that. So the police don't need really to do much other than just show up every now and again. But when rioters come, when looters come, when vandals and hooligans and people with malice in their heart come and start to try and oppose the rule of, of law and order, then the police have to get involved and assert that rule. And that's what we're doing here right now in planet Earth. There are outlaws, spiritual outlaws. There are human outlaws that say we don't want God's rule. That's what Psalm 2 is all about. We're trying to throw off this rule of God. And, and that's a vain thing, a futile thing. And our job as believers is to go in and take the territory and say, oh, this doesn't belong to you, it belongs to us. That's the whole point of this message. The territory belongs to you and I. 
We are blessed with faithful Abraham. Planet Earth is ours. The world system is ours to take, transform, uh, reform, whatever, you know, conform to kingdom image, kingdom culture, and bring a kingdom society. That's our job. That's our role. That's our function. The quicker we get busy about doing it, the better. We need to start being people who obey this word and obey the urging of the Holy Spirit within you and stop making excuses for not doing what, what we're talking about doing here. If you're not praying for the leaders of your nation, you're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. Yeah, even as a Christian, even as you go about doing your Christian stuff, if you're not being scriptural in your application of kingdom, but you're doing your own kingdom stuff. You know, I'm just doing my own thing. I, you know, I know what to do, man. Well, that, that's not going to cut it. If you're not in alignment with true kingdom authority, and if you're not doing kingdom things by the, the, the leading of this book and by the leading of the Holy Spirit, and under properly constituted uh, ecclesia authority, Doing your own thing. I'm a lone ranger Christian. You're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. And that takes us all into apostolic realms. And and I uh, wish we could get into all that right now. And maybe we should. But the point being, it's all. I'm trying to focus here on the blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham is God's power and empowerment, enabling and equipping to bring kingdom authority based on territorial ownership. The nations belong to the Lord. He will be exalted among the nations. Jesus said, go and make disciples or disciple the nations. Go and bring the nations into subjection. Go and Christianize them, bring the kingdom to them, bring them under the dominion of King Jesus um, you know, and, and, and we ought not accept, oh, well, you know, there, there are some nations that just refuse us, well, get more busy in prayer. Because, you know, it says here in his word that, um, Psalm 2, let's just read it again. Watch this, look at this. Let's all come back to Psalm 2, okay? I've set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. And verse 8 says, ask of me and I will... Give thee the nations for your inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. He's saying that to Jesus. Thou shalt break them with the rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. You know, we, we, we're too nice with the nations. Jesus is going to smash them. Smash them with what? With the word. With kingdom authority. How's he going to do that? He's going to send legions of angels. That might be involved, but he's going to do it through your mouth and mine, and our ministry, and our co-labour, and, and co-regency position and authority with him. That's how he's going to do it. And, you know, a lot of people might not like this kind of message. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's very aggressive. Well, violent men take the kingdom, not meek, timid, wimpy men. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't like this type of message because they're too lazy to say, well, I'm, I'm going to have to function here properly as a warrior, as, as an agent of God, 
as God's representative and ambassador, which means it's no longer just about, you know, I'm going to have some nice churchy meetings with some Christian friends, brothers and sisters. You need to get rid of that mentality and start growing up, being mature, being a man and woman. You know, uh, I remember one occasion, listening to a couple of wee girls talking, and one was afraid to do something, and the other one said, woman up. <laughs> so we use that phrase, man up, but even you, you ladies, uh, a, a true woman of God is a warrior for God. Yeah, you know, you know a true woman of God when you listen to her pray. And, you know, you step out the road when a woman of God is praying. Even even, even if you're a man of God, because you don't you get caught in that crossfire. And so we need men and women to be mature. Sons and daughters of the Most High God. And women are warriors too. And women are made in the image of God, just as men are. So we need a, we need praying women, and we need men and women to pray down this authority and rule. Jesus is waiting for the nations to be made His footstool. Who's going to make this world and the nations and the peoples? Who's going to make them His footstool? If not you and I, it's our job. It's the reason we're here. If you're not here doing that, then what are you here for? Well, the Lord bless you, folks. Um, that's that. We may come back to this um, if I feel further led to continue this particular study on the blessing of Abraham. But that's that for now. Um, and understand, go and read Galatians chapter 3. We didn't really get into it. Uh, read it in the King James. That's all I'm going to say. There's just something about the King James Bible. The, the authority. And a lot of the scriptures that we read, if you're not reading the King James, then you know, at the very least, make reading the King James part of your Bible reading because there's just such oomph and power and spiritual authority. Uh, that's old-fashioned. Well, it's not really old-fashioned. It's just nice, heavenly spiritual language. Anyway, the Lord bless you. And remember, the nations are yours. They don't belong to the other crowd. They belong to you. Rise up in him and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive my inheritance in Christ. I receive my inheritance in you. And I receive my inheritance through the blessing of Abraham and the covenant promise you made to him in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>